Hello, welcome to another episode of the POV podcast where we're currently still in lockdown. But today is a special day. Yes. Why is that, Jason? It's my nephew's birthday. Ah, happy (laughs) birthday, Jason's nephew. (laughs) Yes, but it is May 4th. (laughs) It it is May May 4th, 4th, my dudes. Yeah, and uh, so we're doing a special podcast. So my first question is, Jason, do you like Star Wars? (laughs) Do you like Star Wars? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I, yeah, very much do like Star Wars. Uh, I could say I'm a bit of a fan. Um, I like all star, all the Star Wars except for one. But yes, I like ah. the first Star Wars. Intriguing. Yes, I think I like. I want to say nine out of the eleven Star Wars films. Oh dear. I actually didn't mean to say that, but uh, that's just how it turned out. But uh, So today we're going to be talking about what our favourite Star Wars film is. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I had a realisation beforehand that we may all say the same answer due to conversations we've had about Star Wars in the past. Yeah. Yes. Our favourite Star Wars film is Attack of the Clones. Yes. I fucking love Attack <laughs> of the Clones, especially that one bit about the sand, man. I felt that in my heart. <laughs> I actually don't think sand's that uh, coarse and rough. It I does get everywhere, I, though. I, I do actually hate sand, like, for, for the similar reasons. It is very coarse. I am, it gets everywhere. I am aggressively ambivalent to sand. Yeah. So, Jason, <laughs> I would like you to say what your favourite Star Wars film is. Yes, my, my favourite Star Wars film is Rogue One. Ah, Will, what is your favourite Star Wars film? My favourite Star Wars film is... Rogue One. <laughs> and my favourite Star Wars film is The Clone Wars. <gasps> I'm kidding. It's also Rogue One. <laughs> and this is quite, can be seen as quite a controversial yeah, opinion. Apparently it's a controversial opinion to enjoy Rogue One. To like One. the best Star Wars film. See, the thing the, is... The, the film that actually feels like a war. Yeah, in Star Wars. <laughs> I do we... agree with the statement that it's a film that actually wasn't needed. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like Indiana Jones and the and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Do you mean Last Crusade? Yeah, maybe. Because Raiders of the Lost Ark was the first one. We didn't need Indiana Jones, but they did that for us. <laughs> but no, plot-wise, it wasn't needed. No, no. It's literally just a film based off one sentence in A New Hope. But it's a good film based off, off one, one sentence. sentence in A New Hope. <laughs> but, uh... I'm just gonna ask Jason why? Why do you like this one? Uh, again, it, it kind of it feels like a war. It feels like there's there's troops on the ground, and you actually, actually, the, the, the characters are quite uh, quite likable. Um, you've also got uh, oh, is it Scarif? Is, is that where? Yeah, the final no, battle is Scarif. Yeah, which yeah, the battle. I'm just gonna throw it. That's like... the best battle in a whole in any Star Wars film. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the 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 whole entire battle of Scarif is kind of fantastically shot. It's quite visceral, um, and it's just a great, it's just a great film throughout. And the final scene with Darth Vader kind of just caps it off. It is that cherry on the top. I just remember seeing that bit at the cinema, and just thinking, oh, it's been really cool that they've had not uh, had any like original Star Wars characters, and then obviously he turns up halfway through. And then yeah. there was that bit at the end because I wasn't expecting him to turn up anymore. Mm. I was like, I quite like the nice little touch where 
like all the middlemen go and talk to him. But I say middlemen, the middleman. Yeah, but um, Leia's dad was in it as well. Yes, he was. Old Bale Organa. Yeah, I've forgotten what the actor's name is. Jimmy Smith. That's it, Jimmy Smith. But um, no, that whole scene with Darth Vader, I think it is the greatest Star Wars scene. I think, yeah. Yes. It basically... Sorry, go on. Uh, wasn't it filmed after the test screenings? Or... It was filmed... It was... Well, basically, the Star Wars story films don't have a great track record with filming because both of them ended up being shot twice. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the studio liked what Gareth Edwards had done, but he'd like left a lot of things open. Where yeah. it wouldn't have made sense because they weren't in the other films. They also and stuff wanted like it that. darker, didn't they? They wanted a darker Star Wars film. And obviously, he made the, apparently the original ending finished with Jyn Erso and the other guy. Can't remember <laughs> what it's called? Cassian, that's his that's name. It. Yeah. Uh, with them two surviving, and they were just like, well, why would if they survive, why wouldn't they be in any of the other films? So he, he made them uh, kill them off, and I think another director sort of took over. Mm. Uh, filming duties for the reshoots. Oh, okay. But Gareth Cause... Edwards was kept around for uh, consultation, marketing, and stuff like that. Yeah, because it was it was the it was the ending that kind of fully kind of capped off for me because I love a good downbeat ending or like really I love does. people to die in my films. It's it's well it's well known. And spoiler alert: they basically all die. The plane blown up. And there's a fight in the rain as well. Everybody cops. Oh, there is. It's it's literally my perfect film from that. But you know, people people die. There's a fight in the rain. There's a Darth Vader bit, and then there's a fake looking Princess Leia. Perfect yeah, film. That's the only the bit of the metrics. film I don't really like is the bit with Princess Leia. But yeah. I remember seeing that like a couple of days after she died, and I was like, Aww. oh. Those are the four metrics for which Jason judges every film. By the way, not <laughs> just true. Star Wars. You've films. actually missed one metric as well. If he falls asleep, it's a not. It's not a good film. Yes, I mean, that I is think the, uh, the Jason scale. That seems fair. Yeah. Like if you fall asleep during a film, it's either you're exhausted or it's. Or not the film has exhausted you. very well. <laughs> I'm never exhausted while watching a film, so yeah, okay. I have to be pretty uh, bored to fall asleep. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the last film I fell asleep through. I think it was Hellboy, but that's not a Star Wars film. So. <laughs> But no, uh, Rogue One, I like everything. Every battle scene in it is really intense. Yeah. And you're actually not 100% sure who's going to come out of it alive. And my criticism of the old ones is, you know, they're always yeah. just going to survive. Spoiler alert, the answer is none of them. <laughs> so, But no, I, I remember being quite excited about it because it was something we hadn't seen before in a Star Wars film was like how it affects other people and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just a shame that the Han Solo film wasn't as well received because I would have liked to have seen more mm. Star Wars stories, but I think they're now being turned into TV series on Disney Plus. With like, had the Mandalorian and there's an Obi Wan series being made. Yeah, and a about Cassian right. Andor Rogue One prequel. Well, the, the, there's there's a new uh, there's recent news kind of hot of the presses though. Yeah, we are on it today with this. <laughs> Taika Waititi to direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film. Um, the other writer is uh, Kirsty Wilson Carnes. I'm not probably said her name wrong. Uh, she wrote 19, uh, co-wrote 1917. So it's in very good hands there. Then. Yeah, I was going to say I'm never going to complain about Taika Waititi. And being that screenwriter was a protege of Edgar Wright as well. Ooh. In terms yeah. of writing, I believe. So you love to see it come from the king of screenwriting. <laughs> Itself, so 
And that, that is going to be theatric, theatric, uh, released theatric. in cinemas. <laughs> well, hopefully. Theatrical yeah, yeah. released in 2036. As far as I'm aware, the next Star Wars film's due out in 2022, but I'm guessing it would now be 2023. Well, we have to yeah. just wait and see what good old COVID boy does. But uh, knowing Ta- uh, Taika Waititi, be, it's going to be a interesting take on something new because I didn't think he would have fit in making a film in, with the sequel trilogy. Yeah, his style was... wouldn't have fit in like J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson. But what, what I don't understand is that they kind of parred off uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller's interpretation of Solo because it was too comical. Was it? Was it? Was yeah. it like too light? Too too funny? There was a lot of ad lib they didn't stick to the script that uh, uh-huh. they'd written and the i think he's called Lawrence Kasdan yeah. who uh, wrote Empire Strikes Back now works as a producer for Lucasfilm it begs the question uh, though as to why you would hire two comedy writers famous for an improvisational style of filming and then get annoyed when they make a film that is improvisational and quite funny but that's what I want with Han Solo. He's someone who doesn't take anything seriously at all. Especially pre-original trilogy as well. So, like, it would make sense that the film would be a bit more tongue-in-cheek. So it's just lucky that you have someone on this podcast who saw some of the original footage, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and is definitely not yes. biased in his opinion of the film because he worked on it. I don't know. <laughs> it was just kind of like, I, well, at the time, I didn't really notice there was a friction. But then when all the news started to come out, I was like... Oh my god, there was. <laughs> like, you could feel the tension. Yeah, the there was a lot of the. Particularly when a certain producer walked past me and had a face of thunder. I'm not going to name names, just in case the off chance Disney listened to this. And then I'd wake <laughs> up stabbed with like Mickey Mouse ears or something like that. <laughs> but um, there was a, a lot of stuff was taken out of Star Wars, uh, the solo film, which is quite disappointing because it was like quite wasn't like original but it was interesting mm. and then yeah, they just like, made just a standard film then yeah with quite a boring film director i think like, i thought it was a, a, a competent film when i saw it didn't think it was anything to write home about yeah it's the only film where i've like pausing on through every credit yeah just to see if my <laughs> name was on it like screw the screw the snyder cut released the the miller Re- released the lord and miller cut yeah it was, say, it was uh, finished as well. That's the sad thing about it. I thought you were going to say release the Walton cut at first. Oh, well, the, the edit wasn't finished, but they'd shot their film. Yeah. So yeah. there is somewhere in a Disney vault all of the solo uh, shots. So the villain was very different originally. It was meant to be like a, a bipedal cat and was played by an actor from The Wire who I can't remember. I know he plays Professor Kane in Community. Interesting. Oh, so, so, what, so there was no Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany was never in it. It's just with the reshoots, he was unavailable because he was doing Endgame and Infinity War. Ah. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> but I think we should go back to Rogue One. I was going to say, we got off track, we went really, <laughs> off track really fast. Quite a bit there. but um, Maybe I'll trim most of that out. What do you think of the characters in Rogue One, Like going back to it? I think uh, Donnie Yen is, is, my, is my, one of my favourite Star Wars characters. Chirrut um, Inway. Yes, uh, uh, Ip Man himself. Um, just, I just love Donnie Yen, so kind of any time he turns up in a film, especially a mainstream American film, like, you've got to love it. Um, yeah, I think he was my favourite character in the film as well, just because uh, after, if you put it 
in perspective from Revenge of the Sith when there's sort of like no hope at all and he's like one character that's just holding on to a new hope. But um, what annoyed me about the film is there were some really good shots in the trailer that weren't in the... Well, like the shot of Jin walking towards the... The TIE, tie fighter, fighter and yeah. stuff like that. And then there was, uh, <laughs> there was loads of stuff with Saw Gerrera in the trailer who is Forrest Whitaker. What will you and then become? The fights with the AT-80s looked a lot more entertaining in the trailer. Yeah, there's a shot. It of showed them, them running through running it with the Death Star them, plans, yeah. and they were all firing. It just looked awesome. But what yeah, I like the yeah. the action is just really good because it's like fairly unrelentless. It's uh, got the Gareth Edwards stamp on it of him using scale really effectively. Yeah, and that's what I, another reason why I prefer Rogue One is when you see the Imperial ships. They feel huge. They feel enormous. When I saw it at IMAX at the cinema. Uh, every ship on it just felt massive. And then when you eventually saw the Death Star, it was like, yeah, okay, this is what the original trilogy could never do because it, technology wasn't as good back then. Like when the AT-80s rock up in Rogue One, it feels like a big deal because they look like the size of your average skyscraper. So it's like, oh, this is a... this is, They're in deep shit. And I don't want to sound like a psychopath, but it was quite a violent film, I thought. Yeah. And I kind of think that you need... If you're going to make a proper war film, because obviously they'd want to... Uh, Vietnamese style war films, I think, mm. or Vietnam War influenced films, and then uh, all that jungle warfare and stuff like that, and like close combat fighting was very similar to stuff you see in those kind mm. of films, and it it just made the action lot uh, much more enjoyable. Full, I think Full Metal Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Full Metal Jar Jar. I would love that. <laughs> one of my favourite things when Rogue One was coming out and on an American TV show, they were like, "Oh, the new Star Wars films out today." And someone had put, there was a poster where they edited every head to be Jar Jar. Yeah, they hadn't noticed that. <laughs> they hadn't noticed it and put it on. It was incredible. And I think my favourite edited poster was where instead of the Death Star, it's Big Weld from Robots. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing else different about <laughs> it's it. Just it's just Big Weld in the sky. Yeah. But he's like sort of like... Faded out. Faded out. That's another thing, actually. Like, speaking of... Uh, how Big Weld looks on that poster is just um, sort of talking about how Gareth Edwards uses the scale, though. Yeah. It's like the Death Star feels really imposing in Rogue One. It yeah, and you kind of like feel big. like the danger of it when you see it actually destroying the yeah. village. I'm like, I'm glad they didn't destroy whole planets in the film. Yeah, I'm glad they kind of clarified that it has different Abilities. levels of capability where it can just decimate a city or it can destroy the whole planet. Yeah, I also just love the bits at the end as well when everyone else finally sees the Death Star and it's just like all the uh, the shock on all the faces when they yeah. see the weapon that's used. This is the nerdiest conversation we've ever had on here, I think. <laughs> You're a film student. You are a nerd by default. And I fucking love Star Wars <laughs> so much that I've got a tattoo. <laughs> I thought that was the result of boredom. Of Jar Jar Well, the result of this tattoo, I remember telling it to Jason, was where I was at uni, I was the only one in the house, so I, gave it, I was giving it a bit of a tidy up. I was taking, uh, putting some stuff in the bins outside and the door swung shut, leaving my phone and keys inside. And I could have walked to our housemate James's house to get the keys because he only worked five minutes away. But I thought, oh, no, it's Star Wars Day. Let's go and see what the local tattoo studio is doing. <laughs> well, I'm here now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll get that Darth Vader. It was either Darth Vader or a Princess Leia tattoo done in the style of the Aladdin Sane album. Why did you not go for that one? I don't know. That one is miles better. But uh, it then looked really weird because then I ended up working on Solo the week after. That I'd had it done especially for working on the yeah, film. Yeah, didn't you get bullied a bit? I, I wasn't bullied, I was ridiculed. You were ribbed? Yes. <laughs> 
But are there anything parts you don't like about Rogue One? Slippery tentacle monster. <laughs> Why does every the Star Wars theme. film need one? That is a valid point. Why does every Star Wars film have a weird worm slash squid creature? Hentai. Yeah, someone's <laughs> got a fetish. Um, I would say Forrest Whitaker's a bit of a letdown. I'm guessing uh, he would have been in it more if they'd gone with the original. Yeah, his death lies. doesn't really feel that big of a deal. Deception. <laughs> Disgrace. <laughs> They're going into Lion King 2 territory. Here. Um, I mean, we kind of forgot to mention kind of one of my favourite parts of Rogue One to kind of bring it back a bit is uh, Krennic as, as a character. He's quite a good villain and then it's mm. just kind of like... I never, you never really sympathise with villains, but when he's just kind of like just shoved to the side, it's like, right, you've done a good job. Now I'm taking over. <laughs> Grandma Tarka's like, ah, thanks for doing most of the job. It's my Death Star. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am the I'm captain this now. Close to greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> what did you think of the de-aging? Hmm. Uh... Princess Leia at the end, but I also I don't mind the Grand Moff Tarkin. How does Princess Leia's de aging simultaneously within the ten seconds it's on screen make you go, oh that's pretty impressive, and then within the next breath go, oh what? <laughs> I don't understand how they pulled that off. That's impressive. It's very odd, but it's I don't mind the Grand Moff Tarkin stuff because you can obviously spend you can obviously tell they spent a lot of time working on it, but then you can obviously tell. The Princess Leia thing was a very last-minute decision. I don't well, think... The, 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 the reason why kind of Grand Moff Tarkin kind of works is because his face is old, so you've got the wrinkles, and you can actually see the motion of his face and the motion of his lips and his eyes and the shadows. But with Princess Leia, it's it's quite porcelain-like. It's quite mm. smooth, and it feels very uncanny valley, so... Well, you could also. Like, I do think Grand Moff Tarkin does feel a bit uncanny valley as well, but it's like yeah, almost it, where it is believable. It seems to you, depend you, you on which angle you're seeing the characters from at times. I don't know why that is. I would have preferred Grand Moff Tarkin to have been in the film, but you never actually properly see his face because when he's first introduced, he's looking out of a window. Yeah, it's just his reflection. So it would have worked if you had his voice there and his reflection. Big ups to the guy doing the impression of him, though. I yeah, I can't would... remember what the actor's name is. I just remember he was in Downton guy, Abbey. Guy Henry? I think could be him. Yeah. Do you reckon he wore slippers while they were filming it? Like, <laughs> just to get into the mindset. <laughs> but uh, no, I can't... I think everything we need to say about Rogue One, we've all spoken about. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not a perfect film, but there's no I don't Star think Wars any Star Wars film is perfect. I think the whole point of Star Wars is it's just fun. Yeah, I, I've, I've kind of recently rewatched all the Star Wars to kind of... When we watched Rise of Skywalker just before. Um, and... There is glaring errors in New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And yeah, because my brother and my dad, they went to see, was it A New Hope? With Yes, with a live an orchestra. orchestra. Yeah. I remember my dad was saying after it, was like, you could tell they never planned for it to be like as big as it was because it's yeah. just like nothing in A New Hope sets up anything else. No, like, no not at all. No. Also, a quick side note about that. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here. This is just something that made me laugh. When it happened, do you know like the iconic point in A New Hope where like the binary sunset scene? Someone obviously hadn't warmed up the French horn properly before that bit. Because you know the... Like that bit, yeah. Um, it like kind of squawked as they started playing it and like <laughs> sort of dipped down in pitch and you kind of heard everyone in the room go... 
And then, like, they brought it back up again, and it was like, ah, good. And I could just kind of see Dad going, like... I think that is one of my favourite ever Star Wars moments, that. Well, the binary sunset? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weird croak on the horn aside, that bit was really cool with an orchestra. To, like, I love going and see seeing films with a live orchestra, because yeah. I did it with Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark a couple of years ago, and that was really cool. Yeah, it was impressive. It was really good. But uh, So who would you say your favourite Star Wars character is, Jason? Uh, I've, I've always been a sucker for Darth Maul. Uh, for, for some reason, I have this kind of fasc- fascination with that character. So. He is cool. He was oh. the shining light in a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> or a um, diamond in the shite, as someone. <laughs> this is also a quote. Excellent. I remember when I was little, though, I got a toy of his lightsaber. Yeah, I, 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 the I, best I, I toy I, ever. I think I was mesmerized because of the double lightsaber, and I remember getting, like, his, like, bust in a, like, cereal box. Oh, I was oh like, oh, he looks awesome. Like, I got a Darth Maul Rubik's Cube for Christmas once when I was younger. I still have it somewhere, and it's just the most impossible thing in the world. I think one of my guilty confessions that comes with, like, talking about those, like, toy lightsabers is that the adult part of me still wants one of those ones that looks really convincing. What, like you know, the metal like, ones and Like stuff the really like expensive ones that like basically just look like an actual lightsaber. It's just kind of like, I do I get them. one of them or do I buy car insurance? <laughs> the answer is obvious. You the buy lightsaber. One, you buy one of them and then you threaten the people at the car <laughs> insurance company with it. You better get like getting into a car crash and you come out with a lightsaber like, <laughs> well, like Kylo Ren emerging from the wreck of his ship. <laughs> but uh, I think my favourite character it has to be Darth Vader. Mm, the classic. What about yours, Will? Probably like prequel Obi Wan, if I'm Ooh, honest. I'm kidding. No not all prequel. Like Revenge of the Sith Obi Wan, where like you and McGregor had really kind of got the balance of playing young Obi-Wan but also kind of injecting a bit of Alec Guinness's sort of performance into it. He's got it down in that film and I think... As much like, as a shit on you and McGregor, he is really good in the I think Revenge of the Sith. I think you and McGregor's a pretty good actor. He, he, he was really good when he had the higher ground. Ah. Yes, he was. Also, like <laughs> you can tell that you and McGregor has the chops to pull off a really well, like, emotionally charged performance but it was stifled by kind of George Lucas's directing style. And shitty writing. Because that bit at the end <laughs> where he, where he's like sobbing and all heartbroken, you know, like, you know, you were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. It's like, yes, more of this kind of performance, please. <laughs> well, maybe where if they, they don't, had a... You know, where they don't tell us what they're feeling. We, they show we, us. We experience what they're feeling through the things that they do and the things that they say. You don't have moments where, like, Padme's like, Anakin, you're breaking my heart because if I don't tell you this, the audience will probably mistake me for being bored. And it's like... Well, maybe if they'd had two directors that let uh, actors improvise back then. Yeah. Uh, It could have happened, but... (laughs) I do kind of think George Lucas's script treats the audience like they're just fucking idiots. Great world builder, not a great script writer. What is it Harrison Ford said to him about his script? George, you can write this shit, but you sure as hell can't say it. <laughs> yeah, he's a good ideas man. He's just not very good at writing. It's why they... of... I think he's a better film producer than he is director. Yeah, yeah. And well... uh, whenever I kind of think of bad writing um, and good actors trying to perform it, it is that and did they and he killed the younglings. <laughs> oh no! I think there is a much worse bit. How did this In... happen? We're smart. That bit. This. I just hate that bit. Every time I see it, I die a little. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's got to the point where last time I watched it, I fast forwarded that one line. You, can, I was almost, like, no. you can almost hear you and McGregor saying the line out loud and kind of going, Yep, what? that's it. That's the take on like, with the next scene. This is absolute <laughs> dreck. Well, apparently when he's doing the younglings bit, he's covering his mouth because he's trying not to laugh. Yeah, they never got a take yeah. where he didn't laugh at the line, did they? So they just had to work with the, the one that they could. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should start to wrap up now because Jason's got board games to be playing. <laughs> but uh, if you were to give a top three Star Wars films, what would you pick to go alongside Rogue One? Uh, I'll go with you, along- Will, first. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. No. How dare you? Um, <laughs> no, it would be... Oh, my. Rogue One's sitting atop everything else, because, of course. Followed pretty closely by Empire Strikes Back. And then, surprise, The Last Jedi. Interesting, because that's also my top three. I really like The Last Jedi. Empire Strikes Back would have been number one, because it was the sequel that changed cinema forever. That said, The Last Jedi is always in a bit of a battle with The Force Awakens for where it is in that ranking, because I really like The Force Awakens. The The Last Jedi goes into my top three because... It wasn't copying a film before it. Mm. Yeah. Go well, on, James. I know this is good. That, that'll be very controversial when our legions of fans stop listening to us because we've said that. What, you mean like all seven people that tune in? And our mum. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what, uh, what about you, Jason boy? Yeah. Uh, top Rogue One, obviously. Uh, number two, Force Awakens for me. And, yeah. and then Empire. Yeah. I, Respectable. I just, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll I just uh, kind of Force Awakens was kind of that breath of fresh air. I just remember um, the anticipation before the Force Awakens came out is something I'm never going to feel again for yeah. a film, and it's really upsetting. I do think it's big... Sorry, go on. Oh yeah, kind of that 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 feeling is is probably the reason why I'm going to hold it so dear because I was able to live that magic moment of that kind of Star Wars crawl. Uh, where I, it, was, it was literally my first Star Wars film I've watched in the cinema. Um, it was it was just a magical moment that is probably the reason why I've rated it so highly compared to other Star Wars films. Yeah, yeah. I loved it because uh, I remember queuing up at midnight at Cineworld in Southampton. Everyone was dressed up. <laughs> there was like guys dressed as Tusken Raiders. There was Luke Skywalker. There was Stormtroopers. And I've never seen a cinema that full. Yeah, I remember just because me yeah. and my mate Billy, we had tickets, so we got to go to the front of the queue. And it was like people who just turned up on the night, and the, every screen was open for Star Wars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have fond memories of it pretty much all the time because it, it came out while I was at college. I was 17, and I remember the day it came out. I wasn't planning on seeing it on release day, but my college timetable on the day it came out just finished about midday, and then I had the entire day left to do whatever I wanted. And me and my friends were like, "Oh, we're going to town. We'll, we'll, uh, we need to get some stuff." from like Primark or whatever. And then we were walking past the view and we were like, oh, Star Wanna Wars. Want to go see Star well, Wars? Like, new Star Wars is out today. And me and my friends just sort of looked at each other and went, shall we? And it was like, and we all went in and we were just super hyped. It was, it was so It's good. a feeling I'm never going to feel again because the end game almost came close. Yeah. Last year. Shout out to Pip from that story, by the way. I saw it with her. She's but no, it was really cool. It's just, and I remember like the all the memes and stuff before. It was just like really oh, cool God, to yeah. see. All the trailers were really good because I remember the trailer. The first trailer came out a year before the film came out. It came out in December 2014, didn't 2015. it? 2015. No, the, the 2014. Film, yeah, Jesus. the film came out in 2015. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, a long time. Because I remember uh, going into uni the day after, and our lecturer Terence was just like. Shall we watch the Star Wars trailer? And I was like, I've seen it 12 times already, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the trailer came out and it was 
the Snoke monologue and then it just went really quiet and then the Star Wars theme all mm. went off and the Millennium Falcon was flying. I was like, oh my God. It's back. It's back. <laughs> but uh, it was just really cool. Yeah. And that's why it. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. It's so good. <laughs> what would you say is better, the MCU or Star Wars? Ooh. Uh, MCU? I think the MCU I'd say is... MCU, yeah. but Star Wars is like just knocking... Knocking on the door. MCU it's one Taika Waititi film away <laughs> being better. <laughs> so, you never know. And I think we're going to have to leave it there. Yes, let's not drag this one out too much. I enjoy our rambling ones. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we need, we need more rambling. We have no plan. Just, uh, need, let's just talk about things. We need to establish that parasocial relationship with our audience where they can pretend that they're having a conversation with us. But in <laughs> our, rea- our audience. In reality, <laughs> we're, well. in reality, we're just talking past them and manipulating their emotions. But yeah, actually, uh, I, I, I did have a conversation with a friend who, who actually listens to the podcast. And he he gets really annoyed when we talk about Star Wars. He can't converse back. I'm like, ha-ha. <laughs> is this Jordan? No, it is. Oh. Shout it's out what? to Bert. Ah, shout out to Bert. <laughs> he can always tweet us or comment on our Instagram post. At POV Podcast MCR. The MCR is for Manchester, not my chemical romance. <laughs> but now my... we'll leave it there. Our next episode is going to be another hot takes episode. Is. Talking about Lame is, we just wait for Jason to watch it and then we can talk about it. <laughs> yes, I'm always I'm always dragging the, the podcast behind. Yeah, you know. Well, we do have I... another hot takes though. Talking about Spirited Away. That came out last week. And many more podcasts as well. Yes. But uh yes. on that note, I'm gonna leave it there. Yes. May the fourth be with you and everyone listening. And also with you. Hell yeah. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, y'all. All right, that's a take.